Hello and welcome to episode 167 of Enough, a weekly show where myself and my co-host Mr. Patrick Roan, we talk about a variety of topics. These can go from technology to mindfulness, productivity, mm. um, running, sometimes Pat will tell me that he loves me live on air, sometimes <laughs> he doesn't. I do. Um, hello, Patrick Roan. <laughs> Hello, Michael. This is uh, a, a different start to our show. We're really like, we're just throwing ca- all caution to the wind. We are just going to completely change the show, aren't we? We are. This episode huh. is lovingly brought to you by the folks at Squarespace and Shutterstock, who you will hear about yeah. a little later on during the show. This is, yeah. I'm turning this show, whether kicking and screaming, more into the other shows. <laughs> but there hasn't been a lot of kicking or screaming. Um, I'm going to keep this very short, very brief. Um, yeah. But we've had a lot of feedback. A lot of you have got in touch. I have sent. Yep, I have sent tweets to every twi- person that has tweeted me about the new format of the show. I've emailed to Pat so you can see it. Um, yeah. Anybody that's I have read me, it, even if you haven't received a response. By the way, no, I, I knew that you would have done. Um, I I'm have, telling that to the listeners who oh, okay. sent in stuff, and they're like, well, I heard that from Mike, but I haven't heard anything from Patrick, and that's just because Patrick is being uh, uh, incredulous. But yeah. go ahead. And I have also sent him every note, um, every good note and every bad note. Uh, yep. There have not been See many them. bad. Even the bad ones, people say they're willing to give it a shot. So after this episode, if you have any feedback about the show... Keep um, it coming, folks. Yeah, and you can send it to to me on Twitter. I'm at iMike. I'm also that on app.net. Patrick is at Patrick Roan on app.net. Um, and we, you can fill out our contact form at 70decibels.com forward slash contact. Links yeah. to the show notes for the things that you need will be in the show notes, which you can Terrific. find at 70decibels.com forward slash enough. Yay. So how are you? I- yeah, I'm I'm tired actually. <laughs> I'm really yeah. tired. I I keep coming to the show tired, and I don't know how to stop that. Last night's adventure was one of our cats uh, escaped out of the house uh, while we were attempting to bring in the groceries uh, yesterday evening. I assume you and have house cats. Well, I'm sorry. I assume you 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 have house cats, not yes, not yes. We cats. we have we have three house cats. Uh, and uh, and one of them uh, was an outside cat, I you know, kind of a neighborhood cat that decided to come in one day and live with us after ha- living under our porch for for what uh, we think was several months, um, and has been living with us ever since, and hasn't been back outside except for uh, we were pulling in the groceries, and and uh, the, the cats are very. Uh, uh, at least the two female cats are very territorial. One's territory, the one that escaped, her territory is kind of the second and third floors. Uh, and the first floor, the the other cat, is that's her t- territory. And sometimes, for whatever reason, Mimi, the cat whose territory is the second floor, will venture down and get into scrappers with uh, with Belle, uh, first, first floor cat. Hmm. And uh, in this particular case, door was open. We were bringing in the groceries. Mimi came down. Belle basically chased her out the door. Well, set, and, set Yeah. So I, I was up in me. I, you know, I take a very zen approach to this stuff. I'm like, look, you know, she'll be back when she's back. It's not a problem. I'm not worried about it. 
she's an outdoor cat and maybe she's returned to being an outdoor cat and maybe we have to be okay with that. But not Bethany. <laughs> not Beatrix. Man. <laughs> because, uh, you know, these might as well be members of the family. Well, they are. And so, yeah, they are. You know, I just have a kind of different... Uh, yeah, once again, it, it sometimes my own don't worry, do mantra that I covered in episode 14, by the way, um, maybe makes me a little bit too relaxed about such things, or I should say not necessarily too, but too relaxed for other people. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, cause you know, Bethany and Beatrix are freaking out. And so when they freak out, it's my job to freak out. Oh, not necessarily freak out with them. It's my job to, I don't know. I'm a fixer. You give me a problem, I fix it. That's what we guys do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and here was a problem that needed fixing. And so that Bethany could go to sleep and go to bed, I stayed up till 3 in the morning trying to chase this darn cat around the house, or, you know, around the outside of the house. So that's why I'm tired today. I think me and you are quite similar in, like, I appreciate that other people love animals. It's just not really my deal. You know, I love animals, but once again, for for me, my approach to these sorts of situations is a very mindful one. It's, It's who I am. It's not only at the core of my beliefs, but it's a big part of who I am as a person is to not meet these things with stress and worry, but to meet them instead with the mindfulness of the situation. And in this particular case, there was not much that we could do. As long as Mimi didn't want to come back in the house, she's a cat. Cats move fast when they want to, and I couldn't catch her. And so (laughs) all I could do was kind of sit out there and make, you know, nice happy sounds and hope that she decided to come to me and let me hold her so that I could carry her back into the house, which still didn't happen. I ended up giving up at about three and Bethany managed to do exactly that uh, sometime uh, this morning. But uh, enough about my personal problems, but I apologize. I keep coming here like half asleep. At least she wasn't asleep this time. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This time. (laughs) We won't even get into that. <laughs> so, what do you want to talk about today? Well, Maybe so, so um, uh, well, a couple of things. But one thing that's been kind of weighing on my mind is, um, um, first of all, this really, this really great uh, post that I read, uh, incredibly well written. And you're going to have to forgive me here because I've got to bring up uh, the pen board here to get the exact title and the source for our happy listeners out there. Um, uh, but uh, it was, uh, oh, of course, it's not in my pen board for whatever reason. Um, but it basically was about um kind of feeling uh insignificant and and uh, part of this uh feeling uh insignificant uh w- was driven by uh 
at least the start the start of the piece is about how uh he goes to his inbox and his inbox is full of you know th- other people's projects and other people's bills that he owes and other people's this and other people's that and that it's less personal and and more about kind of things he has to do and I think a lot of people feel this way and it's a lot it's one of the big reasons why a lot of people hate their email is because they feel like like the e- email is just full of uh, things that are required of them ah it's uh, the name the title of the piece it's in the opinion section of the New York Times it's called on being nothing and uh, in part uh, he says and I Quote, what am I in this world but a pawn of others' projects? The utility companies require the payments they are owed. The stores have new products they invite me to come and buy. A speaker has planned a lecture and seeks an audience. I owe taxes to the government for making money, for spending that money, for owning a home, for owning a car to leave that home. I am not a name but an account number, a social security number, a customer ID, a current resident of this address. Every day I am sought out by people who do not know me but who want something from me. I matter to the world merely as the owner of a bank account from which others wish to withdraw. And I think that that's a feeling that resonates with a lot of people, right? The reason that they hate their email inboxes is because it's nothing but a big bag of hurt and obligations and expectations. And while I would say there's a certain amount of that that is unavoidable with, say, your email inbox at work or what have you, I will say that it is 100% avoidable with your personal inbox. And my personal inbox, I treat as sacred. It is a sacred space for me. I don't allow things like special offers (laughs) or spam or other obligations. I don't allow that stuff into into my inbox. I don't sign up for for things uh, using my personal email address that I know is going to send me that stuff. And so consequently, because I have designed my personal inbox to be a sacred space and a space that I enjoy going to, I have things in there that I that I enjoy and I treat it that way and I use a different inbox for the special offers or signing up for products or whatever you know um, that's that goes to another inbox that goes to a Gmail account that I don't even you know that I don't even check that frequently but I, that stuff certainly doesn't come to my personal inbox and so therefore when I open my my personal inbox I mean I'll just go down Go down a list. Um, here is I'm going to be on a on a, a panel at the Minnesota Bloggers Conference about podcasting of all things. Um, I've been asked to be on a panel, and we're getting together to you know on a conference to kind of just kind of talk over the format and the moderation and things like that. 
Um, so got that tomorrow. Um, I've got some promo codes here that uh, a developer sent me to give out to readers, listeners, what have you. Uh, by the way, I will shoot those to Mike and he can put those in the show note for you. Um, it's for uh, a, uh, a nightstand clock, alarm clock, to basically for your, an iPhone app to make your iPhone into a, a nightstand alarm clock. Uh, I've, I've talked about it before on Minimal Mac, and I'll uh, throw these promo codes out to first come, first serve uh, in, the, uh, in the show notes. Um, uh, uh, our friend uh, who uh, arranging a play date for Beatrix uh, with her son. Um, yeah, a wonderful offer from uh, um, a guy by the name of Austin White, who makes uh, these uh, wooden blocks that are beautiful, out of like walnut or, um, or I think maples one or cherry, um, and carved and designed to hold the Apple TV and hold the remote. So you know how the Apple TV is kind of small and light, and when you hook cables to it, the cables kind of yank on it and it moves around a lot, despite its rubberized base on a number of surfaces. It tends to move around, and this designed to have a place where not only does it hold the Apple TV, but a place to put the remote. They're gorgeous. They're absolutely beautiful. He's offered to allow uh, allow me to give one away uh, to a uh, listener. So Mike and I will have to figure that out. We'll hear us even kind of come up with how we're going to decide on how to do that uh, here during the show. But just keep listening and you'll hear it and there will be some way that you can... I don't know, tweet or appnet or something, and we'll we'll you know pick a winner at random or something like that. I don't know, and that's just you know. So there's there's just a few emails in my inbox. I don't have a single thing in here that's like something that I don't want to do or something that is nagging at me or something that is just someone asking for money or asking for me to do something or some obligation that I you know that I loathe. Everything that comes here comes here because I've asked for it to come here. And you can do that too. I like it. No, so. I, I, I agree. My inbox is becoming every day becomes fuller and fuller because like, you know, I, I it doesn't never get empty, but I get more and more email that requires my attention now than mm-hmm. I used to. I'm trying to weed out a lot of the cruft um, mailing lists. I don't need to be on. I'm, you know, I'm unsubscribing from a lot of things. I've stopped using Sparrow on iOS. Gone back to Mail um, just mm. because I figured I have to. The ma- one thing I miss most from Sparrow is it had an inbuilt web browser, so mm. I could just could very simply and easily unsubscribe from lists because okay. I could do it all without leaving the web browser. But yeah, no, I'm trying to you, do that's though that. no, okay. Wow. No, no, no. You just mentioned something that's like, duh, yes, Apple should do that. They should. They really <laughs> for that, should. For that reason alone. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. But even though it's annoying, that would be my tip to to try and get your inbox to be more of the stuff that you want to see yeah. is instead of deleting that email you get 20 times a month, just take the 30 seconds to unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Yeah, or or if it's something that you genuinely want to receive, but just don't want to 
receive in your personal inbox, you, you should, and I advocate, uh, advocate setting up a second inbox for this stuff. Um, and don't, don't either a make a point of when you look at your personal mailbox, make, you know, do your personal stuff or make it on a completely different service. So it doesn't even come into your personal field of view. Make it a place that you visit intentionally. Yeah. No, that's cool. Or there's like people use filtering rules and stuff, put them mm. into a folder or a label, uh, you know, and, and then just check in with that periodically. Mm-hmm. There's loads of ways, and I agree with that. And it's not so much to necessarily get rid of email, it's just to make it more personal. And I think that's a. Yes. Yeah, and I, you know, and your personal, your personal email should be personal. It should be personal in 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 every sense of that word. It, the things that are there should be things that you want to be there. You know, granted, you know, trust me, I've got a work email address where it is people who need my help or are asking things of me. Who you know, but then again, I because I work for myself, that's. Like oh okay money that's great <laughs> more money <laughs> I could use some more money um, you know and uh, I mean so even that's not uh, you know the sorts of uh, cruft and and just kind of uh, bacon as it were um, uh, that uh, all of that stuff goes to a completely separate completely separate address on a completely separate service that I do not subscribe to in Apple Mail. You know, um, I use the web interface for Gmail and for that stuff. While we're talking about um, making money, Uh, let's talk about Squarespace. All right. So uh, Squarespace, they give you absolutely everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace, they provide you with a fully hosted, completely managed environment and allow you to create and maintain a beautiful website, blog, portfolio, your home online. I love Squarespace. I think you will too. And the great news is that the new Squarespace has arrived. You've heard us speak about this over the last couple of weeks. Some of the great, fantastic things in the new Squarespace 6 are their lovely templates. So they have absolutely out-of-this-world templates. They're so beautiful. Um, the code is very clean. The content is very... Sorry, the, uh, the way they look is very clean. And it mm. allows your content to do all of the talking. You can have things as busy or as clean as you like. But I think the trend these days is to have nice, clean blogs. And Squarespace provides you with templates that are built to do that. Um, they have responsive web design built into their templates. So your... Um, you do not have to worry what your site is going to look like on a mobile device. If you add images or design pages with these new templates, your entire site restructures automatically to fit on every device and it maintains the beauty of the site design that you may have customized. The kids call that responsive. Responsive. We love responsive. (laughs) It's responsive and we like it. It, I I really do. I think it's a great thing. Um, Everything's integrated in Squarespace. You're looking at rock-solid hosting, the design with the templates that I've just mentioned. Domains, so if you want to, if you sign up one of their annual plans and pay up front for a year, not only do you get discounts from what the monthly price would be, they'll give you a free custom domain name and it's integrated into the checkout purchase, which is really simple and easy to do. And award-winning 24-7 customer support, Squarespace give you that as well. Social media connectivity, you can drop your own 
like tweets, for example, onto the home, onto any page of your site, or you can have it so every time you update your blog, it automatically tweets out for you. These are just some of the fantastic features of the new Squarespace, and I want you to go and try it out yourself. Um, you can go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels, and you'll be able to start a two-week free trial. Squarespace starts at $10 a month if you pay monthly, um, and it goes to $8 a month if you pay up front for a year. Um, but you can check out the plans and all of the options at squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. Your two-week free trial is no obligation, no credit card needed. And when you decide to purchase, if you use the offer code 70 decibels 9 as we're in September, you will get an additional 10% off. Go check them out now at squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. I want to thank them for sponsoring. Yay. Yay, indeed. We like Squarespace. We love them very much. Yeah, I need I need to migrate some stuff to Squarespace. That's what I need to do. You should do that, and then you can tell our listeners about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I really want to test and see uh, how, because one of the big kind of things with Squarespace 6 is their ability to, uh, to import in Tumblr. Um, sites apparently uh has been really like made a lot better mm -hmm. right and and works really really well i really want to try that there's at least uh at least one site i have in mind for that <clears throat> and no it's not memo mac <laughs> um so uh um so one of the other things i'm doing uh today <laughs> uh and, and you know have been doing for the todays of yesterday and the day before and the day before that um, is uh, I'm actually working on starting a finishing school. Now, what is a finishing school? A finishing school uh, in this particular context uh, was uh, designed uh, and, and uh, put forth uh, by uh, a blogger uh, by the name of uh, uh, Eric uh, oh geez what is his last name shoot uh, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out his last name will be in the show notes but now I'll have a link to his uh, blog uh, but he uh, has a blog called the Bucket List Society uh, at thebucketlistsociety.com and uh, one of the things that he has started and put forth, forth is what he calls the finishing school. And what it is is this, and uh, that is a group of like-minded individuals um, who have life goals that they have written down. They've made a list of what their life goals are. And every month they get together and the only task is and the only requirement is you have to have made at least some progress on one of the items on your list at the very least. But it's about not just coming up with these life goals and dreaming of them and making them pie in the sky, but making them actionable. Right. And one of the things that I like about it is that number one, it really is kind of, uh, the way he he kind of put this together for himself uh, where he's at in Seattle um, was 
everyone he talked to for a few weeks, he said, hey, I've got this great idea for this group, and here it is. And he laid it out there, and people either were like, yes, exactly. I've been wanting to do that myself. When can I start? Or they've been like, wow, that's a nice idea. You know, why don't you send me some information about it? You know, and kind of one of his, uh, you know, bellwethers was, you know, the, the, the people that ended up showing up are the people like immediately got the idea and were ready to jump in. And that is uh, certainly counted for me the moment I read this. I'm like, yes, yes. Um, and so I shot him an email. Uh, and said, I want to get one of these started here, um, uh, you know, or I'm going to give me any information you think will be helpful. But, you know, I'm not waiting on you for the information. <laughs> I'm just going to start telling I'm going to start having these conversations today. Um, because one of the things he, he puts forth is this idea that anything you really want to do you're willing to do something about today. Any time you say, well, someday, or I'll get to that tomorrow, or, um, you know, I'll make progress of that sometime next week, you don't really want to do it. At least not today. Because the things you really want to do today, you'll make some progress on today. You'll start today. And I think we all get too caught up in promises and intentions and making those think that because we have written those promises and intentions down somewhere that that's going to somehow make them happen. That magically tomorrow is going to come and suddenly that day will be today, right? And that you'll want to do it today. But no, anything that you're willing to do, if you say you're going to do it tomorrow, you're not really willing and ready to do it. And there's something that resonates with me about that and about that idea and about the idea that even the, the, the very big things um, we should want to do today. But I'll tell you, I've had a hard time making that list. And I think part of the problem... <laughs> One of the reasons I've been having a hard time is because we spend a lot of time with those kind of pie-in-the-sky things, thinking of them, as, of them as too big to achieve, too big to start something about them right now, today. We, we tend to have an easier time with shorter-term things that we know we're going to do anyway, right? So when I first started writing out that list, it's like, 
oh, um, I uh, want to do the uh, Goruk challenge. Okay, well, I'm already signed up for that. I'm making progress by training for that every day. That's something I'm already doing. That's not a goal. That's a current project, right? <laughs> That's not like something that should be on my bucket list. I mean, certainly it, you know, it, it, it certainly is something I'm working towards, but that's not the sort of like, you know, the sort of thing that, that might, uh, that I'm thinking of would be like, for instance, I would like to live in Barcelona for at least a year. And that might sound, you know, like trivial or crazy. Why Barcelona? Well, I just, there's something about the city that really resonated me when we visited uh, and and had our honeymoon there, at least in part there in Barcelona. There's something about Barcelona that really touched me in a, in a place deep inside and, and has remained with me that is drawing me back and saying, no, you need to spend some significant time here. It's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful city. It's a vibrant city. Um, but I think it's more than that. I think, um, yeah, I, to be honest with you, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is that got under my skin in that way. But there's something about it that just like, yes, you, you didn't have a long enough time here and that just a visit is not going to be long enough. You need to live here. You need to become a part of this city. It needs to be a part of your culture. And, uh, you know, that's, that's on the list. Right? Mm-hmm. What are some of the things I could uh, start making progress towards that goal today? Um, well, I could start by starting to learn Spanish. Because <laughs> I'm going to need it to live in Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> and the Spanish I speak is rudimentary at best and was only uh, what little I know I learned under duress because, well, I, I got over there not speaking any Spanish and then and my wife spoke a little, but then she lost her voice. She got sick and lost her voice. And so I was stuck. <laughs> I had to learn enough Spanish to try to get us around a little bit. But, uh, but even, you know, even that, uh, I'll link to the finishing school stuff in the show notes or whatever, but I think the bigger takeaway is this idea that, that anything you want to do, you're either ready to do it right now, today, or you're not. It really is that plain and simple. And the things worth doing are worth doing right now, today. The guy's name is Eric Kennedy, and the, Thank you. the link is Eric in the Kennedy. show notes to the Bucket List Society, the Finishing School. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, should we? Um, do you want to talk about a couple of things that we're enjoying? Yeah. Why not? So uh, I've I've got a few. How many do you want to do today? How many have you got? Wow. Um, we can do one I or could, two. I, yeah, I, I could probably do two. Let's do two then. Okay, well, the first one that I want to talk about today is very um, abnormal for this show. Anyway, it's a game. Oh, wow. I just haven't got anywhere to talk about these things anymore. 
yeah, well, you keep, you know, kind of, you know, having to, um, I should say, uh, mothball um, uh, a lot of your outlets for this uh, in deference to other things. Because saying no is saying yes to other things. Exactly. So I've... Well, I would you I would have you know originally spoke about this on the bro show, but then that changed and we don't do app picks there anymore. So yeah, it's a game well. called uh, it's a game called Puzzlecraft. It's in the app store. Um, it's hmm. I'm trying to think of how to describe it. At the, at the heart of the game, there is you know like when you have to match certain you get these games where you have to match things so it's like you know you match three or more by drawing so let's say for example a part as part of the game you have to do farming and you have to farm for resources like um carrots and you have to farm chickens and stuff like that so you'll be shown a grid maybe like six by six grid um and you have to match three or more chickens for example by drawing a line to connect them up the more you get the the higher the score will be as it were and these then multiply into more valuable resources that's part of it you can also do mining much of the same with iron and stone but then all of the matches that you make they get added into like your inventory so for example you may mine enough chickens which gives you enough hens or whatever um, to to get eggs and then these eggs can be used to barter in the game to trade for other resources and the idea is you have to start as a very small village that you, 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 you start as a village and you have obviously your mine and your farm in the village and then you collect more resources to upgrade eventually your village into a city so throughout the whole game you're collecting um resources that you use to buy buildings with and that you use to hire mm. people with to give you more advantages in the game and to open up more avenues for you to to generate even more resource it's just a really fun sort of part um, match like matching game which you know people like I like these games like Bejeweled um, there's a game called Triple Town which is kind of like that but there's also this RPG element to it too which makes it incredibly addictive and a lot of fun and it's only 99 cents and I would suggest that people check it out because if you like these sort of games it's, it's one <laughs> because of we ones. need both more fun and more addiction exactly <laughs> and it's one, of the, it's one of those sort of games where I can either play it for two minutes or quite literally for two hours um you know, I, I like to play these games while listening to podcasts and things like that. So that's kind of the way my <laughs> yeah. Where do you works. find the time, man? Um, commuting sometimes just downtime. Um, I will just maybe just chill out for a bit, listen to a podcast, and uh, and then play these sort of games. Yeah. Wow. So uh, the first thing I can't remember if I've talked about this on here before. I certainly apologize, but I just completely uh, continue to be blown away by it. Um, oh, I know I've talked about this, but uh, but it was under a different uh, context, and I didn't spend too long on it. Um, but I'm I'm really loving folding text and and the way the direction it it appears to be going. Um. Folding text is a text editor slash outliner slash list maker slash minimalist writing environment <laughs> slash markdown editor. I mean, it's a lot of things kind of crammed 
crammed into one and it sounds more it, and that's the thing right it's so many things and it had to, it has a complete potential to be really complicated but you could just open this up and use it as just a blank sheet of paper and have like use none of that, those features right I mean, it, it has the ability to be both simple and complex as much as you want to make it um, and to become almost anything you want it to become from a text editing standpoint, um, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's designed by uh, or being done by uh uh, Jesse Grossgene of uh, Hog Bay Software, and I've I've really admired uh, his work for a long time. And it originally started off as, uh, at least he started developing this as kind of the next version of his uh, uh, of his uh, task management app, and that's kind of a weird way to even describe that app, uh, Task Paper, which uh, basically is. Uh, uh, he parsing he's parsing text files for the various kind of hooks and bits to kind of build this text list. But what's great is that it just stays in a text file, and that makes it highly portable. Um, and so he kind of started to build this as kind of the next evolution, the next version of that, uh, until he started to discover, uh, at least uh, as he was going about it, that it was becoming something different, uh, perhaps even something more. Um, and uh, started to develop it as its own project. Um, it's currently technically in, I think he's still calling this an alpha, um, because, you know, as we've uh, discussed, alpha is the new beta. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so it's got, its, it's got its little bugs and issues, but, I mean, it's really, really stable and very usable, um, and I run into very few problems uh, with it. Um, but it, it pretty much has become, has taken over as my main text editor on the Mac. And my only regret is that, you know, if there is an iPhone and an iPad version on the works, it's not going to be fast enough. And I wish it was being developed for iPad first, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. Um, really, really loving this app and writing just a ton of stuff in it. I think you mentioned using it for a bunch of things too, right? I think you mentioned it when you were talking about iPad first, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think I did. But I don't think I, I kind of gave it the kind of uh, uh, drum-pounding endorsement that I just did. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, download this, play around with it, use it, see how amazing it is and how powerful it can be and how, you know, the idea of being able to hoist items and mix to-do lists with straight plain text with built-in timers and it's just, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I think um, on the last episode, this is my second thing now. You mentioned... Uh, that you did an interview that you enjoyed. Um, I did an interview that I enjoyed yesterday. Right. I don't do enough. I, I enjoy doing interviews, um, you know, whether they're email or on podcasts, just trying to schedule my time. But I always, you know, if anybody that ever wants to interview me for their site or their show, more than happy, just get in touch. Um, but there's a, there's a show that, that I've been aware of for a while and I've been checking in with, and it's, it's a really good show. It's called The Impromptu. 
Um, I M P R O M P T U. Uh, a bunch of guys do it. Um, you can check out all of their names. It's, it's, there's typically five or six people um, that are involved in the show, and they will have a you know whoever can make it to a recording will do it. It's kind of like the incomparable. Um, if you're familiar <laughs> with that, but for tech, like for sort of tech stuff. So yeah. they did a special episode of me yesterday. I was joined um, by two of their um, hosts, um, which was Michael Norton and uh, Shadow Hewitt. Um, and they, we were talk, we spoke about a few things. We spoke about like um, the HP Spectre, which is like that iMac ripoff thing. We spoke about some predictions for the uh, Apple event tomorrow, and then we also spoke about me and podcasting. And I gave some behind the scenes sort of stuff, and you know, kind of what I envisioned the network to be because we're coming up to our one year anniversary. So, spoke a bit about that. It was really good fun. Um, I wanted to to pimp it a bit for them because I really enjoyed it. And uh, if if you are at all interested in what goes on behind the scenes here, go check out that episode. It's uh, episode number S seven because it's one of the, it was their seventh special episode, and we called it confirmed exclusively. And you'll find out why in the show. Um, but it'll be in the show notes, which you can go and peruse and go and listen to. Yeah. So have you got so. One more thing. Yeah, yeah, I've got I've got another thing, and I actually uh, uh, posted a little video review of this on patrickrone dot com, uh, which uh, once again in the show notes, yada yada. Um, but do you carry uh, do you carry a knife, Michael? No, because it's highly illegal. Is it? Yes, it's an offensive in the, weapon. In, in the UK, it's illegal. It's an offensive weapon. We do not partake in offensive weapons in this country. It's it's a utility. It's it's to open boxes and to the knife that you have here. We would yeah? not be able to carry if you have a knife as part of a pen knife. That oh, is not wow. so bad. Yeah, um, but this, so like a Swiss Army knife would that qualify? That would be okay. That would um, be okay. Like a Leatherman, that would be okay. Okay, all right. Um, but but anything you, that's just a just a single blade knife is considered a weapon. If it looks like it could could do some serious damage to somebody, yeah, yeah, this definitely looks like it could do some serious damage. And now that it definitely could do some serious yeah. damage to somebody, uh, that that's kind of what is then considered Ill- illegal. Yeah, but like you, you could know. you could you could kill someone with a with a tsunami knife but it's exactly less it's less, it's less <laughs> that's easy the crazy part right it's less, it's less know, easy it's though that's the security theater is what it is um uh, yeah <laughs> people get stabbed every day and uh, yeah yeah but your your police don't even carry guns so i can't blame your society for for wanting to uh not give your citizens any weapons exactly uh, so um well okay so for the Americans in the audience who live in a land of personal freedom and liberty <clears throat> uh, for which we fought hard against the British to, to obtain, um, we, uh, <laughs> we can carry, carry a, a good knife. And we can carry said good knife uh, not for defensive purposes, although there are plenty who carry one for that reason. Um, but I carry one because I found it to be an immensely handy and useful tool. Uh, just today, 
I needed to uh, strip uh, the plastic ends off of some speaker wire. Just had a knife in my pocket. Flip, flip, flip. Done. Um, I needed to open a package that arrived in the mail. Opened up the knife. Done. Having a knife on you uh, is good in a variety of situations, a variety of purposes. Heck, uh, had a had a party, um, got a watermelon, didn't have a knife uh, that was you know kind of a big you know kind of kitchen knife to cut the watermelon open. It was you know an outdoor picket picnic. Guess what? I whip out my knife, and though I certainly couldn't do it the same way I could with a nice long uh, kitchen knife, I certainly carved up that watermelon and fed it to the people. <laughs> so this particular knife, um, knives, good knives are usually fairly expensive. You know, a good, decent knife should normally cost you about 100 bucks. You know, I'd say between... You're going to find a you know good knife between eighty and one hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty bucks for a really good knife. You know, one fifty and up, right? I've seen knives that cost three hundred dollars, for instance, and, and uh, people happy to pay that amount. But uh, this knife is uh, that I recently uh, purchased uh, is from a company called Columbia River Knife. And tools. I think I've got that, uh, that acronym right. And of course, I don't see the. Ah, uh, yes, Columbia River Knife and Tool. Um, and it is a hundred, $120, $130 knife easily for the features that it has, for the build quality it has, for the sharpness of the blade. Yet it only costs about $35, give or take, depending upon the day, on Amazon. Unbelievable quality for the price. It's sharp, uh, it's uh, well-built, and it's got something called uh, an assisted opening, or often called an automatic opening. Um, but basically, it opens up with the just flip of a switch, uh, kind of just skirting the line to what would be considered illegal in this country, i.e. a switchblade. Um, uh, it kind of just skirts on the other side of that line because you still have to um, open it manually, but it opens so quickly uh, and so easily with so little effort that, uh, that it, it certainly uh, can deploy uh, in any situation you might find yourself in. Um, Highly, 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 if you're looking for uh, a knife that you can kind of get into um, to kind of get an idea of what it's like to have a good knife in your pocket, um, which I highly recommend, $35 investment, you, you cannot go wrong. You're going to get a knife that is worth, uh, from a quality perspective, at least $100 more. Great. Highly, highly recommend it. Now, um, uh, there's a couple of things that I still want to get to before we finish. Yeah. So we'll get to those very quickly because okay. uh, conscious for time. But before that, um, I just want to talk about our second sponsor for this week's episode. and that Ooh, We have two. We have two this week. Yeah. We do. And our second sponsor this week is Shutterstock. Now, Shutterstock, they have a library of over 20 million, 20 million, Patrick, 
stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and video clips. And every day they add another 10,000. Holy cow. So <laughs> if you need images for blog posts, um, ads, I don't know if you're developing an app, you might want images for that. Basically, if you need images at all, they are the perfect place. Basically, anywhere that an image can go, Shutterstock can help you. Um, if you want to, like, they even um, can provide you with licenses for print or trade show type stuff. So if you're using it for, like, for, like real commercial purposes in that regard, um, or if you're unsure, if you will need to have a license, you can contact them. They can help you out with that. They have 24-hour support on weekdays, um, and you'll get a dedicated rep who can assist you with any problems you have. But if you need enhanced licenses, probably for stuff that's way over my head, they can help you out <laughs> with that. They have people that can help you, and they will kindly do that because they are lovely over at Shutterstock. You just search for images, um, and they will come to you from all over the world. People are uploading um, their stock imagery to Shutterstock. You just type in some keywords, and it will show you images in a very clean interface so you can clearly see um, what what you need. Their, their watermarks aren't really obtrusive. You can still see the image nice and clearly, which is always great when you're looking for this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You can choose between very fairly priced image packs, so you can buy like a pack of images at a time, or you can pay monthly, monthly subscription packages if that's what you want, or if you just need one image, you can buy a la carte too. Whatever your needs are, Shutterstock can help you. They even have um, this really cool light box gallery, so when you're looking through images, like you've got this massive gallery of images in front of you, you can add images very easily to uh, your light box, so you can go back to them later and, and compare and contrast. They even have an iPad app, so you can look at your light box images on your lovely iPad screen if you maybe want to take it away, if you want to show it to a client or something like that. Hmm. Oh, if you have a need for images uh, and stock art in your professional or personal life, go to shutterstock.com and sign up for free. Go check out their library. There's no hassle, no credit card needed to sign up, and I can give you 30% off any image package, which is a third off. is wow, a really great deal. pretty good. Yeah. You want to use the codes DECIBEL9. That's D-E-C-I-B-E-L-L. LL? D- Let me say that again, Patrick. I'm going to say it again. It's yeah. D-E-C-I-B-E-L-9. So it's slightly different to the Squarespace So n- not plural. Not plural. It's just decibel okay. 9. That will be gotcha. in the show notes if you need it, but you will want it because it'll get you 30% off. Just head yeah, over sure. onto shutterstock.com and find the images you have been looking for. Yeah, so, that sounds great. I, deal, I, right? I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't used that before, and I have a need, so I'm going to check that out with <laughs> the discount code. 5%. Because I actually have a client site that I've been looking for a particular uh, illustration for and, and haven't been able to find it, so heck yeah. Well, that's the place. That is the yeah. place. So I've got um, a couple of things that I want to I talk about. One is a very quick thing, Patrick. This is more yeah. to our listeners. Okay. Somebody on Twitter earlier today at Foster Matt, his name is. He told me that I, he thinks I would enjoy baseball. Oh, wow. Because baseball is considered a geek's sport because there's lots of stats and stuff like that. And I think I would quite like that for the stats. So he suggested a book to me called Watching Baseball Smarter, which I'm going to check out. I'll put a link mm. in the show notes for that if that's if you, know, if you are also into that. Um, but I want two things from our listeners if they are so inclined. 
Um, I would like resources that would help hmm. me get involved. I hmm. also want a suggested team. I need a team, right? Everybody needs a team to follow. Mm-hmm. So I want people to tell me what team I should follow and why. You have no idea what you're opening yourself up to. I know. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I, you, you realize that this is like, like me walking into... You know, walking into the UK and saying, I need to support a football team. Yep. Who should I support? Yep. I know. So and you're going to get, Man U, Arsenal, Liverpool. Exactly. Uh, I mean. I, that's why I say I want to know why. So don't just, don't just give me the name of your team. Even, I mean, seriously, might, people yeah, are like that. People sure. feel about baseball it's like a the way that you guys feel about football. Mm-hmm. Or soccer, as, so, you, as we call it. I'm open to trying this out. I can get MLB at bat here as well. I mean, you know, great. What more do you need? So I want to know teams. You have no idea what you're in for. Michael. I know. I'm terrified and, and quite excited. <laughs> well, because here's the deal. Uh, so did you know I used to be like a serious baseball fan? I did not know this. Yeah, well, now you do. I used to be a very, very, very serious baseball fan. Um, I was a, especially a big fan of the Twins, but um, I didn't care. Baseball was baseball, and I was happy to watch it no matter who was playing it or where. Um, uh, I was such a fan that I actually used to go on baseball tours every summer where I would try, you know, basically take two, my two-week vacation in the summer and try to pack as many professional baseball games into it as I could as I could figure out how to schedule and drive to, um, and would literally, uh, oftentimes. So, like for instance, I might leave here and drive down to Milwaukee to catch the Brewers playing someone, and then would dr- tonight, and then would drive so I could catch the afternoon game of the White Sox in Chicago and then the Cubs later that evening, also in Chicago, and then drive so that I could catch the afternoon game in Kansas City uh, with the Royals. I mean, seriously, I, I, I would try to at least see two baseball games a day and don't even get me started if there was some farm farm team game uh, kind of in between or some uh, what I like to call renegade league uh, game. So either Northern League or, you know, kind of one of these sub baseball leagues uh, that were going. I mean, if I could see three, four games in a day, totally would do that. Right. And this is like before like the internet and before like I could do crazy things like with the MLB at bat, sit in the stands with an iPad watching one game while I'm watching another one on the field. <sighs> I mean, I was I was just nuts. I was nuts for baseball. Um, and I, basically, I burned myself out. Hmm. I, I started to realize mm-hmm. that I could only take my obsession so far. And that it was an all-or-nothing deal. That I could either follow baseball like a complete raving lunatic like I was, or not even bother at all. Okay. Because all of the enjoyment about the game was the nutcase lunatic stuff for me, right? <laughs> and quite frankly, I just didn't I just don't have the time. 
There's way too much to follow and way too many folks to keep track of. I mean, this is like it's like following international cricket, Michael. Seriously. So, okay. Well, you, you've I'm just, yet I'm to just, just, a, just a warning. Um, but uh, <clears throat> it's really going to come down to the Yankees or the Red Sox. I'm just I'm telling you up front. Yeah. It's going to come down to the Yankees or the Red Sox. This is in the same way that in the UK, people are going to have their regional favorites, but it's really going to come down to Man U or Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Yankees Red Sox here. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But I urge you to follow a team with uh, with a great history that has very little chance of ever making it anywhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll uh, see. The, tw- the, the Twins fall into that category. So, um, but, but the Cubs. Turn. Become a Cubs fan. The Cubs are a great baseball club to follow. Where are the Cubs? Chicago. Chicago Cubs. Right. So that's gone in the MV Alt note. You are the first suggestion. Yes. Chicago yes. Cubs. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right, the, the, the locals call them the Cubbies, by the way. Cubbies. Great. The Cubbies. Okay. All right. So I want to get to this very quickly before we finish the blocks right. giveaway. I want to do that next week because. Oh, okay. I need to work out how we're going to do it. Uh, okay. All right. So okay. If we, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to find okay. that, that problem. Well, it gives people a reason to um, to listen next week, right? Yeah. Can you make a note of that? Yeah, um, I certainly will. And then we will look at doing that next week. So this is something that you are going to hate that I'm going to ask you this, but I'm going to do it anyway. We are 24 hours away from oh, the Apple gosh. event um, where we're expecting a next iPhone. Um most people are going to hear this afterwards, which makes this all the more fun for me. Very quickly, Mr. Patrick Roan, I want some predictions from you. You cannot get out of this. I want you to give me a couple of predictions. What do you think is going to happen? I think the Red Sox are completely out Come of the hunt on. at this point. Come on, do it. <laughs> this, is my, this is my pledge to the listener. I am going to make sure there will be technology in every new episode of this show now. Because I feel like they want it. They want some tech in here somewhere, and this is it. Uh, Tomorrow's uh, event is all about the iPhone 5. There will not be a one more thing. There will not be anything else but the iPhone 5 and iOS 6. Do you think that there's going to be anything that we don't yet know about the iPhone 5 that's going to knock our socks off? Mm, probably not. Do you think there's anything we don't yet know? I, well, okay, let me, let me put it this way. Um Um, if there were to be anything that we don't know, I don't think it will have anything to do with the hardware or the software necessarily. It might be with the pricing. It might be with the availability, i.e., and the shipping today, right? Um, It might be with the uh, deals made with carriers, um, I think it's pretty clear that T-Mobile will not be one of them. Um, but uh, for anyone who didn't catch this, T- T-Mobile came out with an announcement, was it yesterday or the day before, uh, here in the States. Um, basically, they're, they are ramping up and really pushing a whole program that is all about bringing your unlocked iPhone to T-Mobile, that they will help you get it set up with T-Mobile, get it on their network. As long as it's unlocked, they will bend over backwards to make sure that 
that uh, that either a you can become a T-Mobile customer and use your iPhone, or b that you will um, uh, you know that that you'll be able to purchase an unlocked uh, an unlocked uh, iPhone and bring it to T-Mobile, and you know. But the bottom line is that if your thing is T-Mobile, and there's lots of people who are big fans uh, here. Uh, they really want to help you out, despite the fact that Apple doesn't want to give them the iPhone for some insane reason. I don't know why. Okay. So, um, so I think it would be things along that line, and not necessarily carrier deal like that. But I could see them getting more competitive on on working on a deal with carriers to get more competitive on on pricing uh, data pricing plans uh for no other reason than to stick it in Amazon's face about their $50 a year all you can eat deal that they managed to uh work out and somehow lost lead with which i strongly believe they're taking the hit for ie they're eating they've made the agreement they made with the carrier is tell you what let us give it to our customers for $50 and we'll give you $400 to <laughs> make up for it. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing some there's some sort of weird foo going on there. They have regular plans like 3 gigabytes and 5 gigabytes for 30 and 50 a month, I think, as well. Yeah. So, I expect that they're like we reckon X amount of our customers on this $50 a year plan will want to move over to the the other ones. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. And so um, that's my prediction. I think that any other announcements of stuff will will take place at the October music event that is uh, rumored to happen, but is pretty much a guarantee because, well, they always do it. The fact is, is, is that uh, for the holiday season, as much as they do sell iPhones and iPads, and everyone's happy with that, you know, they also sell a ton of you know iPod touches and shuffles and nanos and and other things and I think that that would be the right event to roll out a 7 inch iPad if one exists so most of our listeners now are either laughing at you or heralding you as a second coming um, perhaps we will, we will um, not yet I know. have no I have zero inside information on this at at, at this point um everything that I've heard um uh, has is out there in the rumor blogs already. Okay. Thank you, Patrick, for um, indulging that. Thank you. Um, so you can get in touch with us, as we mentioned, in a myriad of ways. You can go to 70decibels.com forward slash contact. You can find me on Twitter and Alpha. I think it's called Alpha now. Uh, I saw Dalton yeah, call they're, it. They're calling it Alpha? That's what they're calling the uh, the, the website anyway. Okay. I'm going to continue calling it app.net until uh, they change I it. think everyone does. I think they're stuck with that now. Yeah, that's the problem. If Alpha's <laughs> yet, not yet a big enough... Uh, it's because the idea, my, my understanding is app.net is the underlining API, and at the moment app, the company are calling the website Alpha. Because, like for example, if you go... If you look on app.net at the moment, and you... Mm-hmm. Post if you post something from there, okay, it says via Alpha. Hmm. So they changed that, and I'm sure I heard Dalton, Mr. Caldwell, say that they were going to uh, they were going to call it Alpha from now. So, but yes, I am on Alpha. Um, I'm I Mike. Patrick is at Patrick Roan. The link mm-hmm. for that will be in the show notes. Also, once again, happily, we'll receive email as well. Patrick at patrickroan.com. There you go. 
So as long as it's personal email, send it to me personally. I'll happily accept it. It's another way to get in contact with him. Thank you very much for listening. Um, and until next time. We'll chat later. Bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>